Hi, this is your host, Pete Bloom. Welcome to American Heroes Network. Our core mission is serving the brave men and women who have sacrificed to ensure our freedom. You will hear true stories from those that have served, learn about veteran organizations and resources, and gain hope for your future knowing American Heroes Network, your community, and other veterans are here and at the ready to serve and help you and your family. We will talk about the hard topics like PTSD and TBI. You will also hear military history, inspirational stories, learn about networking with the community, and more. So come join us and be part of our family. Today's guest is a Marine Corps veteran and security professional turned entrepreneur. He served at U.S. embassies in Yemen, Japan, and India. He's CEO and co-founder of Veterati. I would like to welcome Daniel Rao. Daniel, thank you for serving, and how are you doing today? Thanks so much for having me today. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to be here and excited about your podcast. It's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what you did in the military. Yeah, so I joined the Marine Corps in 2003. You know, post 9-11, I'd seen the Twin Towers fall on TV, and my little sister came up to me, you know, like a lot of Americans were probably worried about, you know, what's going on in the world right now. And she said something like, are terrorists attacking us now? And at that point, I decided I'm going to join the Marine Corps. And so 2003, signed up, started working on radios and uh, satellite equipment as a radio technician. Spent two years doing that in Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii, which was a beautiful assignment. And I got uh, stir crazy because I signed up to go deploy and do things. So I joined the fastest thing out of K Bay, Hawaii, which was the Marine Security Guard Battalion, which is Marines guarding embassies around the world. And that's where I served in New Delhi, India for a year, 2005, Tokyo, Japan, 2006, and Sanaa, Yemen in 2008. So while you were serving in the different countries and, and doing the embassy duty, did you happen to learn any other languages? A little bit, yeah. So a, a little bit of Hindi, but a lot of Japanese. It was uh, a lot of fun in Japan. You could get out, see the country a little more, and I picked up a little more Japanese there. So that was, that was very cool. I actually did a deployment, and we spent some time in Okinawa. So I was there for about six months. That was, uh, wasn't too bad. I actually learned how to sail while I was over there, so it was pretty awesome. Oh, nice. I hear a lot of people learn how to surf out there, too. So I'm jealous of that. I wanted to talk about your transition from the military. When you got out, would you consider that it was a, an easy or a hard experience for you? I would say easy and hard. And the easy part, I'll qualify. It's easy because it's elusive. It seems like it's easy. But the reality was it was hard. There were a lot of resources that were thrown out that kind of cushioned the transition the GI Bill and other education resources that allow you to hop into school and start making some forward momentum. But for me, as you know, I was making this momentum, my mental model for how one succeeds in their transition was skewed. And I didn't realize that until after I graduated my undergrad in uh, finance with a perfect like 3.98 GPA and doing great in all my classes, doing extracurricular things. But a big piece that I was missing was just how powerful networking and mentors are in the entire process. Because if I had spoken with more mentors, it would have revealed certain blind spots in my mental model for how to find employment after school. That would have been a big game changer for me in the process. Another reason why mentors would have been extremely powerful is there's overwhelming amounts of information. So when I transitioned as well, it was 2008. I came back from Sana'a, Yemen, had a week of TAPS classes, and then was out. And that was basically it. So trying to figure out everything from health benefits, education benefits, where I'm going to live, what I'm going to do. 
you know, you're just reeling from going from changing one environment to another. I'm sure you understand that situation. It can also be isolating and frustrating and uh, could lead to cascading effect of negativity. You know, in my case, 2008 to 2010, global financial markets were imploding. I didn't realize nobody coming out of a non-target school in finance is getting hired into an iBank or prop trading at that point. Luckily, I leveraged my background in security and went off to do security contracting when that wasn't an avenue I could take. It was pretty rocky. So that's a big reason, a big part of the why I created Veterati with my co-founders. I wanted other service members not to have such a rocky transition, to be able to seamlessly connect with mentors, to reveal blind spots in their thinking for tactical next steps on what they should do to get to where they're saying they want to go in their career. For epiphanies and for network connectivity, honestly, the best opportunities come through people and networks. And if you're not connecting with others, then you're really taking a lot of possibilities off the table for yourself. You know, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that you said that I thought was very interesting is, you know, you mentioned TAPS class. You come back from wherever you're at, you get thrown into this thing. It lasts, I don't know how long it is now. It could be two days, three days, a week, whatever. But they try and saturate you with information that it's going to take to become a civilian. And a lot of things about when it comes to networking, they teach you for like 30 minutes about LinkedIn or they, you know, they say, hey, LinkedIn's great. You should get on there. But really, it's just not enough. It's not sufficient. It doesn't really help you grow your network. It's one of the reasons that on McDill Air Force Base here in Tampa, we have a LinkedIn workshop. It's a full day workshop. So it's more or less kind of like an elective to the TAPS class. They find out about it. They sign up if they want to. They get a full day thing. And that's with the nonprofit Project Transition USA. So I help teach that. And you teach the veterans how to actually find people that they can connect with, companies, how to find jobs. And that really, I think, ties directly into what you're talking about with mentors. Because, you know, once you find somebody on there in an industry that you're interested in, you can sync up with them, ask them questions, learn about the industry, and make great connections. So the mentor part is so important. And based on what you do at Veterati, I know that's exactly what you guys are doing, is helping connect people with mentors. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that works with Veterati? How do people get involved and how do they interact with the system? Sure. It's simple. All you have to do is go to veterati.com. You can do it from your computer or from a mobile device. Our platform's mobile enabled. You sign in using your LinkedIn credentials and it pre-populates your Veterati profile. So you're able to get up and running in less than two minutes and you're able to scroll and search other mentors that with a one-click book, you can schedule a conversation with a successful professional to start picking their brain on how you could get where they are in their career. You know, basically, I signed up to be a mentor as soon as I heard about it, and I actually heard about it at that workshop with Project Transition USA. Oh, nice. One of the people there mentioned it, and I'm like, I'm going home and I'm looking this up. So even though I'm there and I'm helping teach, I learn things too. I got home, I checked it out, I believe in what you guys are doing, and this is, to me, like a way to take it to a bigger scale and help more people. So I signed up immediately, and I've already been able to mentor some people, and one of them guys got a job, so that was really awesome. So I can see that the system really works. Nice. Thank you so much for being uh, one of the mentors on our platform. And what have been, you know, as a mentor, some of the really elements of the system that's delighted you as you've been going through it as a user? 
Well, mentoring, I think one of the greatest things is, is the ease of how you set everything up to communicate. It's like I put my information in on one end. Somebody that wants to be mentored puts their information in on the other end, and the system more or less flawlessly connects us together, makes the phone calls at the scheduled time, puts us on the system, and we get to go from there. All you have to do is have time available on your schedule, so it's great. Awesome. That's exactly what we intended. I mean, we, we wanted to remove all barriers for a service member to get connected with somebody else that can advise and assist them in the direction they want to go in their career. You know, not just create something that's a backward looking algorithm that talks about, oh, if you were a mechanic, then your future possibilities to work on cars. Because most people want to do something other than what they did in the military. So we created it so that people can get moving in the direction of their dreams. So when you guys put Veterati together, what were the steps that you took to get the business up and running? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So honestly, it was a whirlwind for us. We kind of jumped into the fire in about three or four weeks. We started out with a 10-day experiment. So what it essentially was, I was out in Afghanistan, and Diana, she was in Shanghai. And I was introducing friends of mine in the Marine Corps that were looking at transitioning soon to Diana, and we were interviewing these guys to understand, one, where they were coming from, and two, where they want to go in their careers and lives, and then brand their story well so they could present that onward to employers, and then we could connect them via our personal networks. So through that experiment, we basically learned that there was a huge need in the market for people to just be heard and then provided insights. And second, that the size of the scale of the problem, you know, millions of service members having transitioned since 9-11, about 250,000 service members transition every year to really serve that scale of a population. We need to find some tech solution that's going to be pretty radical. So we decided at that point, we can design some sort of platform like LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, some two-sided platform to connect both parties. Our underlying idea was, you know, there's millions of successful professionals that are willing to be mentors and would love the opportunity to connect and mentor a veteran just by being themselves as a professional to share their insights that could help that service member get to where they want to go in their life. So we decided at that point, after about two weeks of diving into this, we need to create a technology that seamlessly connects 100 million successful professionals with millions of transitioning service members. At that point, we just started shopping our idea around to other entrepreneurs we knew. My co-founder, Diana, and CEO of Veterati, she has a serious background in entrepreneurship. She's been an entrepreneur um, since she graduated Georgetown in 2012, I believe, and has launched several companies. So she had a pretty stacked network of other entrepreneurs she knew, and she started making introductions to them, and we started sharing the idea about what we want to do. And just really stress testing the whole thing. I think this was really critical and gave us a lot of confidence that we have something here. You know, we got some early confirmations from funders that said, if you guys do do this, I have a couple hundred thousand dollars committed or this or that. So after four weeks of this exploration, which I think is pretty insane in hindsight, that's I, I would recommend anybody do more due diligence. We just jumped into it and figured we got so much work to do. We have to do this full time. So Diane and I both left our jobs and met up in L.A. to start working on Veterati full time in April of 2015. 
Now, that turned into a love story, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. We originally met on LinkedIn, and now we're married. So uh, LinkedIn not only gave us each other, but also a company and a shared vision and passion for the future. So we call it our LinkedIn love story. That's really awesome. And I know you got married. We ended up getting married and uh, are really happy about that. Couldn't be more excited to actually have Veterati basically as our baby that we work on together. You know, a lot of people wonder if you can work on a business with your significant other, and you absolutely can. And it was even a question in our minds early on if investors would view this as a risk. But our feedback we've been finding to our delight has been that it actually reduces risk if uh, you're in a serious relationship with your significant other to that extreme. So we've been glad to find other people are receptive to it. You know, the interesting part about what you just said is I've talked to many veteran business owners that have talked about how when you start a business, a lot of times the finances are difficult, so you may have to partner up and get a business partner. And they've said that that's kind of like being married. So I think the people that are veteran business owners and they started something up, they would totally agree with you that it is possible to you know work with that person. So that's very special for you, and I think that's awesome. Thank you. Do you feel like your military experience and training helped prepare you to be a veteran business owner? I think in some ways, the discipline and ability to really go with the flow and change along the path, depending on what's thrown at you, flexibility, I think a lot of that plays as being a business owner. But I think in some ways, I wasn't really prepared <laughs> to be an entrepreneur. I joke with Diana, like, I would have never imagined I'd be working on a tech startup if you had asked me two and a half years ago. It just wasn't really on my radar, something I was intending to do. But the mission and the cause of Veterati was enough to pull me in this direction and figure it out no matter what the cost was. One thing that surprised me about entrepreneurship and starting my own business from scratch with my co-founder was early startups are pure chaos. It's absolutely nuts. I've heard it have been described as jumping out of a plane without a parachute and trying to build another plane while you're falling to the ground and then having that take off (laughs) on fire. That's great. And I think that's true. I mean, it's uh, you're wearing so many different hats and you're an expert in none of them. Or this is my first startup, so I'm an expert in none of them. Went to a great business school, Emory University in Atlanta studied finance. So I had solid book knowledge, but in practice, it's a lot different when you're out there doing it. The chaotic nature of startups is different. It's definitely a different beast. And it's not for everybody. Some people love it. Some people don't. You know, people should find really where they fit in, whether it's in a big company, in a government agency, in a kind of larger scale organization, or as you tone down, it definitely changes the dynamic down to the very early stage startup, which is a very different animal to be involved in from the early days than, say, a mid-range startup that's already gotten some funding and traction and clients. I'd recommend to anybody who's interested in entrepreneurship, if they want to dip their toe into the startup world, possibly look at startups that have already received some funding, kind of post-series A or B rounds where they have money. You know, it's still a startup feel and environment. But it's not purely you and your uh, team slugging it out every hour of every day trying to make it work. But you can also just jump in the fire and, you know, trial by fire it as well. That seems like a Marine kind of thing to do is jump into the fire and just take what comes. You talked about it being chaotic. So what were some of the challenges that you faced? 
you're an expert in not every vertical, right? So you have to register the business, everything from understanding your finances, your marketing plan, getting your business plan right, really getting your idea right and how you're going to execute that and get it to market. So all of these things, there's a substantial learning curve that you have to bust through. There's lots of information out there, similar transition, right? Lots of information out there and you have to find the most efficient way to cut through it all. It's why I go back to mentors, a huge value for any entrepreneur, or early stage business owner, huge enabler. And you see this with any of the accelerators or incubators that help early stage startups get up and running. They all have their own cadre of mentors, you know, successful startup entrepreneurs or business owners that can understand what's going on in the early days of your business and help advise you to succeed through the challenges you're facing. Also, establishing divisions of labor and, you know, really meshing with your team. It's one thing to have a couple friends that you want to work on an idea with. But then when rubber hits the road and you're all actually holding each other accountable for things, you figure out a new way to establish a working relationship around that, you know, and with that and leverage each other's strengths and weaknesses to make your team grow and thrive and succeed. I would say those two challenges were probably the biggest. Huge amounts of learning curve because you're just taking so much in at once and then catching the flow with your team and defining and meshing together. I know you said you jumped into it and I didn't hear you mention business plan at all, which a lot of people say that you must have. But I've heard other people say that, you know, I didn't have one. But it sounds like you definitely had the goal and the mission. You definitely had people that wanted to do this You know, through your trial period. You found out that so many people would like to be mentors to help others. And then it obviously sounds like you had people that were interested financially. That's usually one of the most difficult hurdles. I'd think the way it all came out, it was really well for you guys, and I'm very glad you're successful. What do you consider to be the success of Veterati? It goes back to what you were saying. You know, those first initial things, the idea, the team, and the funding. I talked about Diana a little bit, but I didn't mention our third co-founding partner, T-Tang. And this is the team. I would say it was one of the key successes of our business. Diana and T, they already had launched companies, been successful launching new companies. So I was the newcomer on the team and, you know, really relied a lot on their expertise in the early days. T is our CTO at Veterati. And T's launched, I think, three technology companies by the veteran space, a payment gateway and a couple others. So he's taken those companies from zero to 50 million in revenue. Great tech background. Also, he's another Marine. So like I said, Diane and I were in L.A. in April 2015. We knew we wanted to work full time on Veterati. We knew we had an idea concept in hand. We wanted to develop and get to market. And T was the third enabling element. Diana was on a catch-up call with T. They had done business in the past, and T tells her, hey, you're forgetting one major thing. I'm a Marine. I believe in what you guys are doing, and I want to work with you guys to make this happen. So he was the tech power that kind of came behind uh, Veterati and started helping us turn our vision into a reality from in a tangible sense. Awesome guy. Couldn't be more proud of both of my co-founders. They're a pleasure to work with, and I learn every day from them. The second thing was the idea. So we stumbled on a big idea, a good idea, 
a relatively correct idea from the get-go. So that's really important because a lot of times entrepreneurs can start out with an idea they just fall in love with and then head down this path and, you know, just get married to that idea and don't change. And they just go down the wrong path. And then funding. We had some good support in the early days. I will say T was a big supporter. That several hundred thousand dollar investor actually fell through. So after we'd left our jobs, after we started working on Veterati, this guy we reached out to and said, hey, we put everything in place. All we got to do is you send over the check, crickets. So it was one of those things. That's what happens, the unexpected in the startup life. But we recovered from there and just kept marching forward. And, you know, I've been glad to get to where we are now. That's really awesome. So it does sound like the major thing, the biggest part of your guys' success was being able to work together and each bring in something to make it happen, the vision and the dream and a successful business. Also, you know, I didn't say it enough, but the idea was right. And a lot of people, in addition to my co-founders, wanted to be involved and help. So that was another enabling factor for us. I can't even list all the names of other entrepreneurs who said, I can give advice or you can crash at my place or if you're coming to my city, I can make introductions for you guys. However, we can help. We believe what you guys are doing is important. We believe it's making a real change in people's lives and we want to help in any way we can. And so that was really critical for us and still is. So if you had to weigh things out, would you say that it was more of your military experience and like leadership and things that you had learned, or is it other things that you learned after you get out that helped to make you more successful in business? I think it's kind of a unique combination there. When I think about it, I think it's more similar to the idea about how athleticism is transferable between uh, different sports, right? Like military and entrepreneurship are two different games, similar to hockey and soccer. So if you're a good athlete, you can play hockey. If you're an all-star hockey player, you might be good at soccer just because your pure athleticism will carry you through it. And you might be better than a lot of other soccer players who are just less athletic than you. Similarly, in military and entrepreneurship, both fundamentally are businesses dealing with people. So if you have solid fundamentals for dealing with people in the military, you know whatever your personality type or whatever your style and approach is, if that's one of your strengths, I think that also will serve you very well as an entrepreneur. As far as learning the game of running your own business or entrepreneurship, there's going to be a steep learning curve in that no matter what you did in the military, I think. Do you see Veterati staying what it is right now, or do you expect it to become something bigger with more components, maybe outside of the online world? At its core, we believe Veterati is going to stay what it is, an enabling tool for service members transitioning to enhance and accelerate their success into whichever career and dream they have for themselves. We're continually looking at how we can develop new features that are going to provide value to either the mentee or the mentor. You've used Veterati, so you know the automatic scheduling and booking, how that works, and that's just one feature that we developed to make it easier for people to not have to update their calendars. We're always looking for what can we add to the system that's going to help a job seeker either find their role they're looking for faster, easier, or more direct. As far as in the future, in person, we would love to be doing more things at a tangible community level in person. 
either at bases and TAPS programs or nonprofit partners, wherever they're influencing and making an impact in their own neighborhoods and backyards. We want to be a part of that. Well, if you guys ever come down to Tampa, Florida, you let me know and we'll have a little veterati party and see what we can do with you guys down here. Thank you. Thank you. We'd love to. I'll keep you posted. What is the one most important thing that you've learned since starting Veterati that you can share? It's a great question. I feel like there's so many things. I've been like pounding it this whole interview, but just you got to get out and talk to other entrepreneurs and learn from them. You know, you got to talk to another person, get an entrepreneur who's a mentor. Second, third, fourth, and fifth things, experiment. You have to learn by doing. Learn as much as you can, listen to podcasts, read what you can, understand what thought leaders in the space are talking about and thinking about. More than anything, just learn by doing. And a part of that doing is getting out and getting a mentor or a bunch of mentors and learning what they do right, what they do wrong in their career journeys or their business journeys. See what you can apply to your own path there with your business or in your career. Those are all awesome suggestions. And if you are interested in getting a mentor, go to veterati.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-A-T-I.com. And it's easy to sign up, and it's going to be one of the most enabling factors in your career search, having a mentor. And not just one, but we made our platform. We designed it in a way where you can have as many mentors as you need. So whatever challenge you're seeking to solve, you can work through that with a different mentor or the same mentor. I even recommend people build an advisory cabinet for themselves, like a board of advisors, similar to, you know, the president would have. Just people you mesh with, people you really trust and you like the value of the mentorship they're providing and the insights they're providing. It takes a couple conversations to curate that for yourself, for who's a really good fit, but that'll just be rocket fuel to your career journey. What's great about it is that, you know, I always tell everyone to network to connect with people, to help you find a job, to use LinkedIn. There are so many groups and people that are similar, you know, whether it's IT or logistics or even a group or a community of, of veterans, you can find all that stuff on LinkedIn. I think where Veterati helps take that to the next level is one of the things you want to do on LinkedIn is you want to find people to connect with, and those people can be mentors. You guys have taken a lot of the legwork out of finding someone who's going to be a great mentor. And the thing that particularly makes it awesome is that since it's for veterans, the people that are coming on there to do the mentoring, they've already 100% put it in their heads that I want to help another veteran. It's just those of us that are brothers and sisters from the military getting help from other people exactly like us. And it kind of takes a lot of the bureaucracy out of it of trying to meet someone and see if they want to help a veteran. You guys already have established a community that 100% wants to help. And that's the reason why it's 100% a great reason to sign up with you guys to get a mentor and help people find a job. That's it. You know, the way I think about it in my mind is in that huge haystack of people out there that you want to connect with. We've tried to take as many of the golden needles in that haystack of people that are going to support you specifically and have them pre-opt in to being available so that when you sign on to Veterati with a one-click book, there's somebody there who's looking to help advise and assist veteran and support you through whatever challenge you're facing in your career journey or entrepreneur journey. I'm pointing people to Veterati, so I want them to come there and find you guys. Oh, nice. Thank you.
Where can people find you if they want to reach out? If people want to reach out directly to me, they can send an email to daniel at Veterati. They can also get connected with me on LinkedIn, Daniel Rao. And finally, if you want to talk to somebody as you're signing up for Veterati, we have a little chat bot in the lower right-hand corner of the website, and you can send a message through that, and someone will respond. It'll either be myself or Diana or um, our intern who can help basically you through the sign-up process or with any other questions you have about Veterati. Daniel, I really appreciate your time today coming and talking about Veterati and you know how it was for you to start a business and the things that you had to learn and deal with as you did that. I really so much believe in what you guys do at Veterati that I just really thought it was a great thing that people needed to hear because like myself, you know, I didn't even know about it until I went to a workshop. And the only reason I found out then was because someone else had actually found out. But I want to get it out there to everyone to know. And I appreciate the value that you guys provide. Thank you. I appreciate your support. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to keep coming back each week for more great episodes. If you want to talk about something you learned today, if you have questions, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you for listening.